Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Two wins in a row for the Phoenix Suns against the Portland Trailblazers. Wow, feels good. Feels good, <laughs> Suns fans, huh? <laughs> just kidding. It's just preseason, so it doesn't matter. Today, I am joined by Keith from the Podland Trailcasters, right? Did I get it right? Yes, you got it right. <laughs> right you got perfect. it right. <laughs> perfect. How are you doing tonight, twister. man? It takes a second. I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for having me back yeah. on here. It was a lot of fun with you guys last time. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I it's it's maybe two wins, two preseason wins, but it's preseason, so not two losses. So I'm feeling okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not unhappy with what's happened. It was a little weird tonight seeing the only young guys roster. So uh, yeah. no Aiden, no, no no Simons for us. Uh, uh-huh. We didn't get to see Nurk on your guys' end. We saw Nas a little bit. We saw Tumani Kamara, who's uh, a new Blazers fan favorite already. So, oh, uh, I was gonna, you know what? I was gonna ask you about that. Not too oh much God. of a show from him tonight, but yeah, uh, fan favorite, huh? He had a good game against Utah the other night, and I think people are like, "Oh, look at this diamond in the yeah. rough that we found here." Under the uh, radar, <laughs> Rip City fans are big on the under the radar kind of like, "Oh, look at this," you know, found uh, found gold kind of thing. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, we'll talk about him the whole game. We'll be on here for a couple hours. Just kidding. Probably about an hour or so. You can jump off whenever you want, of course. But so much cool, fun man. that you oh, are here it. tonight. <laughs> you already out of here? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it is just preseason. But uh, I don't know. It is kind of nice to get the victory, kind of. Um, we did see a lot of different names out there tonight. But, Keith, most importantly, before we start the pod, before everyone actually likes, subscribes, leave your comments, five-star Apple review. We will read it here on the podcast Make sure to subscribe to us at Suns Jam. Keith, at, is it at Trailcasters right there? At Trailcasters on Twitter. We've got on Trailcasters Twitter. at gmail.com as well. Uh, we also have a Discord if you want to check out any of our episodes. We've got the link right in there. A really fun community. Uh, just just, just good old basketball heads and Blazer fans. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay. Awesome. That yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to join. You know what? I was in the subreddit too, and there's so many. There's so many fans. I think we talked about it last time, but like yeah, yeah, no yeah. comments on their blog sites, all of that. It's just rapid crazy fan base over there that's why i'm always kind of a fan of the blazers i just always like what they got going on over there but what i got going on over here is a white cloth so usually we pop them open i don't know if you have anything with you tonight to have a little drink while we do talk about suns and blazers i got a little pint glass with me and i also have a backup can here so i i can i can pop this one in uh in a minute or if you know we we oh well okay do you want to pop it together we can pop it together yeah there we go let's get the honorary yeah yeah okay ready? ready one two three Oh, that's very nice. And John, everybody out there, John will be joining us later, but let's get this pod started. Suns do pull away with the victory. It was basically over in the first quarter, maybe when Booker took over, but they did win 117 to 106. <laughs> and usually we start off the, the pod with a question. Usually John asks me a question, but tonight I'm going to ask you. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Actually, <laughs> it, of course it's not. Yeah, Keith, I got to ask you a question. Um, Watching tonight, I know there was a lot of guys not playing tonight, but how long do you give this Portland Trailblazers team a chance to get back to 500? Uh, 500 That's on the bad season. radio right there. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Uh, you're, 
Yeah, you're talking about like season record, like five hundred. Yeah, like so when I'm watching, obviously there's a lot of heart in this team. There's a lot of athletic ability, a lot of young talent on this team. But Grant wasn't playing, Aiton wasn't playing. My favorite, Anthony Simons, was not playing. But altogether, when they come together this season, do you think they can get above five hundred this season to kind of maybe play, be a playing team, or do you find it maybe a couple more years, or is it too hard to tell this early already? I, I think it's definitely early. Uh, I I. I think the ceiling, if we were to say uh, this team was at 500 this year, that would probably be blowing away what most people are are realistically expecting. If, and even the playing thing, I think playing team, if we could get that like 10 seed, that's probably about where the ceiling would be on it. If everything felt right for us, more yeah. likely this is that's that's probably a goal. I'd say that I have to put off for another year or so. Uh, but the nice thing that I think we are seeing already, even, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, any young team, you're going to have a lot of uh, bruises and kind of, you know, mistakes here and there and the, the silly things, the the lack of communication with a new squad too. There's a lot of good stuff already, even without seeing Aiden and Penny Simons, our guy, uh, uh, seeing them out there tonight. It was nice to see Scoot. Nice to see Chris Murray, who I know we're going to see minutes for this next year. Jabari Walker. We got last season, or I'm sorry, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Last season with uh Shaden coming in. But he looks more almost like I think what we wanted Nasir Little to look like up here. Mm. And Nas never really got the chance to, like we talked about last time. So I, I think Jabari's got a lot of uh, a lot of hope to kind of fill some minutes for us this year, too. So there's there's a lot of nice things on the on the horizon. We're just not there yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to take a little bit of time. But you did mention the name. Watch. I'm already... Um... This early in the podcast, he did not play tonight. It was kind of like a last-minute scratch, right? Like, I thought everything was leading up to him and Nurk, uh, you know, going at it again the second round to see what would happen, to see if Aiden can kind of redeem himself a little bit, even though it is preseason. But he did not play tonight, and I wanted to get your just your reaction after the first game against Phoenix last game, what you saw from DA, what you saw from Nurk. Um, I know we went over this last pod, Jamsters, but we can't get enough of Aiden talk. We've already played him twice after he was traded, and he's in every interview now. He's still in our heads. But your thoughts on him, uh, just really quick, on his play the first game, and also just like the interviews and stuff, the the remarks of him just not feeling anything being back in Phoenix. I don't know if you saw that. So those two things, his play and just kind of his personality and the way he's handling the whole trade situation. Yeah, it's been interesting, man. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, social media stuff from Blazers fans about like, who down there hurt him so bad? Who did this? T- like, yeah. there, there was a clip from uh, the after the first uh, preseason game that we had against the Breakers, the New Zealand Breakers, before we played you guys the first time. Uh, there was a clip where some local Portland journalist, maybe kind of uh, like they had some questions for him, maybe kind of worded things a little bit to kind of open some old wounds, talking about like, hey, well, how about your time back in Phoenix? And he's like, hey, I just wanted to, you could see him close up real quick. And you could see him kind yeah, of like, I want to yeah. talk, I wanted to talk about the game last night. I want to talk about this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And so I think it's one of those where uh, the social media fans like rip, rip uh, Twitty, as we called it back in the day of, of Twitter before it became X. Uh, <laughs> rip twitty uh okay. but uh instead of rip city but yeah it uh like it, it, it really latched on to i think some of the aiden stuff with with you know like he obviously he's like you mentioned you know kind of like living mm-hmm. in the set he he's uh he's got some feelings about all the time in phoenix and what happened down there uh at first i heard that he wasn't even at the game tonight and i was like no way like he stayed home in portland come on now but he was obviously there he was right behind the i think the bench at, the, at one point on the camera yeah, they actually showed up on the big screen, and it was a mix. There were some videos released um, just from a guy sitting in the stands of Aiton standing there, and then they show him on the big screen, and then all of a sudden you get a bigger mixture, a big mixture of boos and cheers, but I heard it's more boos. Um, it's kind of sad to me just because I feel like he he's he definitely wants to get better and stuff, but he is he's just so in love with just – having fun and just enjoying everything. And he's like, wait, wait, what's the deal? Like, why does everyone hate me? Like, he's just, you know, a little, like, I guess childish in a way, kind of like fragile in a way, but he just doesn't want to be hurt. I feel like, I feel like there's still a lot of emotion in him. He won't, he's kind of holding it in. And maybe yeah. tonight I kind of felt like maybe he just didn't want to go out. Cause it might've been too emotional because it happens so quick and he's gone and he was here for five years. There's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. I can see it on his face that he does feel something. Um, but tonight, I mean, was there anybody? So I was going to ask you with the young stars starting tonight, other than Scoot Henderson, is there like an actual another player that you're like 
excited about for the season or that you saw tonight and you're like, oh, I didn't like I'm excited now about him. Or is there someone beforehand? You're just like, I can't wait to see this guy play more minutes. I've got both those besides like the the thing with the young guys tonight, from my understanding, the idea was they basically everyone that had more than a year of NBA experience took the night off for Portland. It was just about getting we're going to have a rotation this year where you're going to have to feature in the regular rotation. Some of those uh, guys with zero or one years of experience. So let's get some run for them early. Uh, And that's why you saw Scoot, Shaden, Tumani. Uh, yeah. Moses Brown and the rest. Uh, now Bo- Moses Brown was a Blazer previously, so he's got some again some kind of Blazer love up here for like you know he we we saw him once before. Let's see what he's got now, what he came back, what he's grown with, and all that kind of thing. Shaden Sharp, I believe, as much as we talked earlier about Simons too, Simons definitely is the the star of Portland right now. Yeah. But Shaden Sharp, I think, is very much seen as kind of the future partner for Scoot. Uh, like he's drafted the year before, so he's coming up right in front of Scoot and. Mike Schmitz, the you know the the ESPN draft guru who now works with uh with Cronin for the Blazers. I think Shaden Sharp is really seen as his kind of project player. Like th- that's that's his guy. That's the kind of guy who has a monstrously high ceiling. Uh, it just matters about where the floor is and where he kind of you know kind of gets to early. And he, he you know he, you can certainly see that he's got some some room to grow. I think so far, but. Uh, the other guy, I, like Shaden is the one that we knew about already. We saw him already last year. We've had a lot of hype for him already in Portland before Scoot even got here. But the other guy coming in is this guy, Tumani Kamara. All the name jokes we've had already. Tumani dunked, Tumani blocks, all the things you can do with that. Uh, and the, the rumors <laughs> about how, again, Schmitz, our guy Mike Schmitz, was kind of really targeting Tumani in the deal with you guys uh, when he and Aiton came up here for Nurk, Nas, and Keon. Uh, so he's a, he's definitely, I think, someone who I think fans have an eye on. And after he produced well against Utah, he put up 13, 5, and 2. Um, and, you know, maybe that wasn't there as much tonight, but I, I think he's someone that fans are really kind of being like, oh, did we get a little, a little extra here? <laughs> You know, even in summer league, we saw a lot of potential in them, you know, and it's just summer league. I think that takes another notch up really when you're talking about, oh, it's just summer league. Oh, it's just preseason. Usually when it's, oh, it's just summer league. There's nothing you can really take from that league. But there was something there with him. Uh, Tumani was one guy that we were all very excited about. I don't know how many minutes he would have gotten this roster, obviously, but the potential there, he kind of reminds me because I haven't seen him too much. Maybe it's just the way he looks on the court, um, the way he handles himself. He kind of reminds me of Cameron Johnson a little bit, which was my favorite here in Phoenix. I love that dude. Um, there's something about him. He just st- stands out on the court. You take anybody to the games, never watch basketball. They're like, who's that guy? He's awesome. He has like zero points through two quarters, but he just sticks out. Tamani kind of reminds me of that in the situation where it's just it's comfortability. Um, the Suns have that in Metu, Metu too. Um, mm, Chemezi yeah. Metu where he's just a guy that goes out there and he doesn't put up flashy stats. But for me, he's a guy that I can just, just trust. He's comfortable to me. I just am like, I like him out there on the floor. He kind of fills the space where it needs to be filled. He makes the right smart plays. So uh, not too, I don't know. I don't know. He'll probably get a lot of minutes. I'm sure Kamara will. So I'm excited to see how he develops there in Portland. Um, you did talk about Shaden Sharp though. Like this is my first time really seeing him play. Oh, okay. like, you know, like some serious minutes in the preseason. I just, I love his athletic ability. I think he started the game seven, three and three. I was in the subreddit stakeout and they were talking about, is this guy going to be on triple double watch all night? Cause he just, he has kind of like an effortless flow to him. He, in he his glides, game, man. Like, man. He does. Yeah. He, I, I love it. I love it. There's a lot of young talent and I hate the fact that we didn't get to see a lot of the starters and stuff, but this is kind of, fun where you get to really watch these guys and really go down the line and just say like, okay, where's the young talent at? Who, who can we observe to maybe be someone that can maybe be special like Tamani Kamara. So that's the best part about preseason. Um, but this one guy though, I want to talk about really quick. <laughs> he, uh, he actually, he, he played the first half, but didn't play the second half. Big Dick Booker. want to get your take on Devin Booker um I don't know if we really talked about him last podcast but Booker tonight he had 15 points in the first quarter we call him Mr. First Quarter or at least I do because he can just go off and I think the Blazers had like about a six point lead in the first and Booker's like hey I had enough of this all right I'm just gonna end this right now he took over he had nine straight points two threes one or he got fouled on one of them 
um, and made his three free throws. So nine straight points, and then he just kind of took over from there. You can see how vicious and crazy he can be. Uh, from the outside in, though, is Booker – you think he's an asshole? Or <laughs> – do, what do you, what do you think? I, no, I'm just like, when you watch his game, when you watch him and you're just like, God, is this guy, I, I hate him. Do you, do you, can you not stand the guy or do you, do you appreciate his game? And, you know, Portland, Phoenix, not really a rival, but if Portland becomes something, I mean, does he frustrate you? What are your thoughts on Booker? <laughs> there, there are, there are, uh, there are dudes that I definitely hate. There are, there are guys that I don't like watching. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a Dylan Brooks type that you just, you know, he's the heel out there. There's even Russell Westbrook or, or honestly, even Steph Curry is not my favorite. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the showboating Booker though goes to work, man. I, I'm, I, yeah. I told you I'm, I'm biased. Okay. Cause I told you guys before I'm uh, the, the Suns are like my second home team. So uh, I kind of look at it maybe with a little bit of a kind of, you know, shaded glasses there. But uh, I, I like what I see from Booker, man. And honestly, I think uh, I think it was Scoot that mentioned when he's talking about guys that he watched uh, growing yeah. like coming up. He talked yeah. about Kobe and I can't remember the other name, like what the sequence was. But he mentioned Book in in the sequence of uh, people he's talking about. And it's like, you know, he's he's one of those dudes. He's one of those guards yeah. that young guards are looking at and saying, yeah, I could I could do that maybe. And that's that uh, having that be a goal. That's. Uh, that's respect. Yeah, it is. And um, Scoot, you mentioned him. I just, I think that when Aiden went over to, to Portland for a fresh start, I don't, obviously, I don't know if it was in his hands or whatever, where he wanted to go. He said, basically, he was lucky he ended up in Portland. He could have been somewhere else. So he's definitely blessed to be there. But Scoot, do you see him as like kind of, I don't know Anthony Simons is like the guy there right now, right? The guys are counting on him to kind of be an all-star, right? to kind of be the leader of that team, I guess. But from your point of view, do you see Scoot as someone that's really, that can be someone that takes over kind of like a Booker role where he can be that guy to like transform the city, bring championships there. I mean, we haven't won a championship yet, but just, you know, if you have him on your team, you just, you know, you're going to make the playoffs every year. Do you see Scoot as being that guy? Cause I know like he's obviously, he has some rookie flashes out there, but he also looks really good at some times and he puts up some sneaky stats so I don't know your take on what you think he can bring to this organization. I, I'm I'm with you because especially watching the games tonight, man, the rookie flashes show up. He has those moments where it's like, oh, okay, you can tell this guy is is coming in. I, like, I mean, on the other hand, though, yeah, he's a rookie. He's also had two league two sorry two years with the G League already. He's already had experience yeah. where he's kind of got that polish and. It's it's gonna be a young team. We're gonna have a lot of rookie flashes to watch all season long from these guys. But we've also got a lot of real athletic young dudes ready. Uh, you know, I, I think we're gonna see a lot more dunks than most Blazer fans are used to. Uh, we can talk about Aiden in a minute too. I kind of want to get to his role in kind of this younger team as opposed to what he was. Yeah, we can know, get it to you guys right on Well, but just as to, as far well, as the follow up, what you're saying with with Scoot, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just a follow up. I, I don't want to run yeah. over Scoot because he deserves it. Oh yeah, yeah I, I think. I think Blazer fans definitely have kind of locked in on on just partly because he's coming in to replace Dame. It's like, oh, he's mm-hmm. the next guy. Is he? He's the next Dame for us. Uh, I think beyond that, though, he does have. You look at this kid. He's 19 years old, and he's already NBA bodied coming in as a rookie. I think most rookies don't come in NBA bodied, and this guy, like, it, he he's with the experience as well. Like I mentioned, as far as from the from playing with the Ignite for two years, I think there's a very high ceiling on him. I, I think maybe his. I talked about Shaden Sharp being that kind of super high monster ceiling. Yeah. Let's say Scoot's ceiling isn't there, but it's probably more attainable than Sharp's would be. Like Sharp might not reach all the way to the ceiling, but Scoot, I I think if everything went right for Scoot, you're looking at a dude who's probably like a you know a, a top point guard top point guard in the league in his prime. He, he's gonna be like a top 10, top 15 kind of conversation type player. Yeah. Uh how long that takes to get there, what kind of team we can put around him. I think that's the real hope right now is by going full young, by not trying to have this kind of split path of competing and having young guys. Hopefully we can, by the time that he reaches that prime, we've got a good, you know, a good core group and we can figure out who works, who doesn't. And again, between Shaden, Aiden, uh, Kamara, maybe even at this point with, uh, with how he's looking, I, there, you could have a good young core going on here. And I mean, I, we haven't even seen Robert Williams either yet. And, uh, Brogdon, I mean, like Andre Miller 2.0 from Malcolm Brogdon here, I think is, uh, is getting a lot of attention too. So, yeah. And you brought up the vets too. And I wanted to ask you in a little bit about them. Um, but you brought up Aiden and his role. So where do you see him kind of fitting in? He didn't leave a comment today. He talked about his summer and how he worked on his three point shot. Okay. So 
all right, I don't want to, I'm not upset, but for me as a Suns fan, when I, if Aiden was okay. coming back and he told me he's working on his three point shot, I'd be like, what? He did say though, that he's, he's sick of hearing that he can't make it or something. So he worked on it all summer long. That's it. Um, to me, that's bad news, but what do you take from that? I, I gotta what, say, I, I gotta say first, we heard this from Nurk a couple of years ago, where Nurk oh, had no. only shot threes. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> but, but, like he's already crossing that hill. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, he he had he was never a three point shooter, and then yeah. suddenly he's like, no, I can I can hit some threes. I can do it. And I think his about I think two years ago he hit a fair number at very small volume, and then so last year he took bigger volume, and the numbers weren't that bad either. So you know, yeah, he maybe kind of has has said, decided that he warrants being a, a stretch five. Uh, with Aiden, I think the big difference is when when he was down there with you guys. Uh, again, he was the young dude, the young center, still developing center, paired with guys more and more with with veteran, locked and experienced talent. And for the most part, outside Chris Paul, we're talking talent from the perimeter, from the arc. Uh, so you really didn't need Aiden being a stretch five in any in any sense. For us, yeah. though, we're looking. It, it's sounding more and more like the Blazers plan on keeping Robert Williams. So. If you're looking at him as kind of that more traditional, not necessarily five versus having eight in the four, who knows what, but if there's any chance they play minutes together, not that they're going to start together all the time, but if they play minutes together, if you've got Williams inside, having eight in stretch is not that bad of a thing for us. It's not, it fits a lot better than it would have done there. Yeah, yeah, it, definitely. And it's your problem now, so I shouldn't even have any <laughs> issue, but he is here in Phoenix, so I just had to bring it up uh, just because we're just like, uh, you know, um, Josh Kogi, he, I think he's my favorite player on the Suns team. He, um, you know, wanted, he should have worked on his three-point shot. I think he did in the offseason. He said he didn't tweak anything, but it looks better now in the preseason, but he said he's been shooting better and that he didn't work on it really, but he kind of said he was kind of looking at play, or he was trying to work on plays and make the right play or whatever. I don't even know. So I just went on a tangent. I don't even know where I'm going down with Josh Akogi. But um, I did want to talk about the vets, Jeremy Grant, um, Malcolm Brogdon. So having those guys on your team, it kind of just like, oh, looks good on paper, right? I really think that their roster looks great with those two added. But I was gonna ask you though, if you guys start losing and this doesn't really go to plan, I'm not saying you're gonna make that they're wanting to make the playoffs. I'm sure they do. But if it doesn't go to plan and the Blazers start losing, do you think that those guys get moved? Do you think they want out of there? How long do you think these two, Malcolm Brogdon and Grant, stay with the, with the Blazers? Okay, let me start with Grant uh, because he's the the player I know a little more about. He's been here a little bit longer. Little None of our guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like they, they talked about only four players on the current Blazers roster were here at the start of last season. I think is what I heard tonight on the uh, on the pregame. Uh, it was Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, and Jabari Park or Jabari Walker and Shaden Sharp, our two rookies yeah. from uh, the year before. So it's it's you know to say he's been here longer is certainly relative, but. Jeremy Grant, uh, he has legacy here. Uh, his uh, he, he he had you know he had family that played for the Blazers previously, uh, and he I believe was born in Portland as well. So he kind of has ties here. Beyond even that, his personality, his character. He's he's done some some YouTube and some clips and some interviews where he's talking about poetry, uh, crystals, uh, uh, fashion, a number of other things that I think really kind of tie in towards kind of you know the Northwest culture up here. Uh, I could see him staying even with a younger team. I could see him kind of being this veteran player who just is that veteran wing player and and who knows what. At the same time, he's got enough value still where I wouldn't be shocked if he got moved in a package. I just don't know how much people are targeting him at this point. Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. on the other hand. Brogdon, what, before he came here, when, when Brogdon was, was, sorry, excuse me, when Brogdon was with the Celtics, I get tongue-tied because I'm just excited about the season. We're so close to this point. We're actually like back to NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah. Another week and a half, right? Right. Uh, when Brogdon was with the Celtics, he was very vocal about wanting to get traded to a contender. He wanted to be somewhere where he could try and push and make a difference, maybe make yeah. a run at a championship. Obviously, that's not Portland. That's not the plan here right now. Um, playoffs would be awesome. I think a championship, you know, let's, let's live in, uh, let's live in reality a little bit, even for myself who loves to be biased about that stuff. Uh, oh, we got, oh, hello. Hold, on. hold on, hold that for a second. We will come back to Malcolm Brogdon right now. We got John Voida JV three, um, live from footprint center. John, how are you? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear okay, us? Okay, there, there we go. It's never fun unless we have a little technical difficulties. You right? got your tripod set up? There it yeah, is. Yeah, I got, the, got, got, the, got <laughs> the tripod nice. set up. So official, man. Yeah, there you go. Oh, all right. Let's see. I got my stat sheet down here. Hold on. You got your stat sheet? All right. Yeah. So what are we talking about, fellas? So we were actually talking about the veterans on the Blazers team. He was just talking about Malcolm Brogdon. I was asking about Malcolm Brogdon and Grant, how long they would last as Blazers if they start to lose this season, if they were going to be traded, all that. But uh, what, what else do you have from us? He was going into Brogdon. He was let me ask maybe you, that's... Let, let me ask you, John, do you think the Suns would be interested in a uh, veteran point guard to kind of uh, maybe come question. off the bench down there? Uh, in, like, uh, 100%. Like 100%, but Brogdon's not somebody who they can necessarily afford. You know, I mean, there's that's obviously fair. been the talk amongst Suns faithful that they'd be interested in somebody like uh, a TJ McConnell. You know, uh, that was kind mm-hmm. of the original landing spot for DeAndre Ayton was like, hey, you send D.A. out to Indiana, you get T.J. McConnell, uh, you get uh, Miles Turner, and that works. But there's still some interest around T.J. McConnell. But Brogdon, it, that's just the, – the money just doesn't make sense. The money just doesn't make sense. And he looks 38 years old at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Um, hey, but, you know, the backup point guard situation, the backup guard situation, I want to go to Goodwin. I wanted, dude, how, (laughs) can we talk about him? Play it. Where's my dog? Jordan. Dog wins. There's my dog. Amazing night today, right? Dude, so right before I walked Right before I walked over here, I passed by Jordan Goodwin. I gave him a fist bump and said, hey, great, great uh, game. He came in the press conference afterwards. And you take a look at his his stat sheet tonight. You know, he had four quick fouls. He had six steals tonight. Six. Four and four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Four and four the first. I mean, what Jordan Goodwin's going to bring. Now, he can't shoot very well. And that's obviously something that he's going to have to work on with this team. But he's somebody who just brings that X factor on defense. You know, it's like him, Akogi, those hustle guys, those Dan Marley award-winning hustle guys. That's what Jordan Goodwin brings to this team. Six steals. You know, Dwayne Rankin's first question for him is like, dude, how do you do that in an NBA game? Twenty? How many minutes did he play? 21? 21 minutes, six steals? Like, I get it's a preseason game, but holy fucking shit, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's what I was saying, like, I don't think we have a guard issue now. I just feel like we are just now we have too many guys. I feel like even Grayson Allen tonight, he came back, didn't play last night, but his effort tonight, I think someone said that he looks like an all-star at times in practice. I'm probably misquoting that, but to me in preseason, he's an all-star, right? (laughs) I mean, tonight, man, fucking crazy game by him. So like the whole depth situation behind the guard, that was such a worry before the season, but now I can just see it kind of being resolved already. Right. They're just fighting for that. Um, Anything else from the game, though, John? I was going to bring up Bull Bull, but I thought it was too too soon, dude. So I was sitting there, and a great nickname came to me via Dave King for Saban nice. Lee. Young Bled. He's like a young Bledsoe to where every time he gets the ball, yeah. he's attacking. He's not looking to pass over and over and ad nauseum, just like a young <laughs> Bledsoe. So he's young Bled. So we'll put together a drop for him. Uh, again, Saban Lee, the one thing I'm looking forward to with the fact that preseason soon will be coming to an end and the regular season will begin is the sheer fact that we're going to get a lot less Saban Lee minutes. Love the guy, love the hustle, love the fact that he attacks the cylinder in small doses, but taking a look tonight, you know, 16 more minutes played and how many shots? Three of nine. I can't stand it. 
anymore. You're, you're, I can't you're put the up with the guy. No, nope, never like, have been. Nobody <laughs> wants to be here. Keith, do you do you have any comments on Saban Lee? I I, I can't believe is. <laughs> I I can't believe that the you guys aren't a fan of uh I, the, the the fact that you're not a fan of Young Blood. I'm just uh, I'm shocked. <laughs> it, 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 you know it, it drives. I, I gotta say honestly, Goodwin. It's gonna be a hard time for any uh, Blazers fan to get behind uh, rooting for Goodwin, just because that is also the name of uh, like Aaron Goodwin was Dame's agent, so he he's he kind of left a bad taste in everyone's mouth up here. Uh, but he looked good tonight, man. He I, I think against our guys tonight, he definitely. What'd you say? Six steals? Is that what I heard you say? Six John? steals in twenty-one minutes and four in the first like four. I mean, he just came out diving all over the court, getting doing that dirty work. Everybody needs that dirty work player. Like, do you? That's tasty, as, man. As a as a Blazers fan, who's your dirty work player guy? Right now, our dirty work guy is probably Matisse, Matisse Thibault. They That's kind yeah, of our, our go-to. Um, Nurk used to be kind of a he'd, – he'd get down there for some of that. He'd get into some of that. So that's maybe something you guys can look for and tell me if he's uh, staying consistent, keeping it going. Uh, I had a, heard a great report uh, today. I think Nurk was talking to one of our one of our people down there and was talking about the uh, – no, like they, they had him in a side room for an interview and he's making jokes about, oh, it's kind of a all cold and all cold up here. I, I guess it was for this was for the previous pregame, preseason game when he was up here in Portland. Uh, and he was making jokes about the, the weather and the climate and how much he enjoys the, the Phoenix uh, warmth down there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was That's 102 amazing. today. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's supposed, <laughs> it's supposed to get nicer next week and then it'll probably go back up. Um, John Bulbul, they were chanting for him, dude. At the the arena for how, how long were they, they? Was it the third Quite quarter they some started? Time. Uh-huh. Quite some time. So Bull Bull, obviously fan favorite. He's like Pat Burke used to be for the Phoenix Suns. When the game starts to get out of hand, you start chanting for the guy that you want to see. And the whole lower Bull Bull, if you will, was going crazy <laughs> rooting for him to come on. And like again, I get it. I don't know if I understand it. Uh, he's he's not very good. You know, you mm-hmm. see him. Uh, you know, two fouls right away. Two, I know you do, but two fouls <laughs> right away. I see a defensive possession where he just gets pushed off his spot. I see a bad offensive possession. He sets a screen, gets an offensive foul because he can't set screens because he's too small. And so, so yeah. I get the the love and affection that he brings because he's just you know kind of a freak. He's massive and it's just weird looking. Everyone's like, yeah, but like from a basketball standpoint, he just doesn't possess it. I know I'm kind of in the minority there because everybody obviously. Loves him. Every fan in here was chanting his name. We want Bull Bull. And I don't, I respect you, you, it. I don't see it. <laughs> you need to understand you're talking about a duck down there. I, uh, Bull Bull was true. University of Oregon grad. He has got love up here, man. And I, I heard it tonight on TV when we were watching the game. As soon as he touches the ball, you could hear the kind of oh, just yeah. general din in the in the arena change from just kind of, uh, oh. and then I'm like, oh, I kind of look around like, what was that about? I couldn't quite tell. And he gets the ball maybe two plays later, and just uh, as soon as he every touches time, it. <laughs> every time he sets a bad screen, he gets called for a foul. They boo the referees, you know. Oh, so again, they should. Like, yeah, I, you know, he, it was a bad screen. I mean, again, you know, respect to him for being a quack quack Oregon Duck. Uh, wasn't Dylan Brooks a duck? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck Dylan Brooks. He's uh, my favorite Oregon Duck. <laughs> gross. I know. Um, <laughs> There's too many Dylan Brooks references already. Like for a guy who's on neither of our teams, it's like three references in this in this pod already. <laughs> so uh, we do, I guess. You know, again, I think Bull Bull is somebody who will survive the cuts because again, we have to cut two players, uh, and I think he'll survive. I when we were talking to Frank Vogel before the game and after the game, we were talking about defense. He kind of shied away from the Bull Bull conversation because from a defensive acumen, he just doesn't necessarily have it, and he's not really. He can't. A vocal guy, I feel. So, but I still think he'll survive the cuts. I think that when it's cut time, I think Keon Johnson's going to go, and I think Ish Wainwright's going to go because he's a non-guaranteed contract, and you're not going to get penalized for you losing him. Now, you could bring him back on your third two-way. I don't know if you need to do that. Uh, but I think Bull Bull is going to be here to stay, and Bull Bull Mania, it's it's gripping Phoenix. Remember Bull Bull backwards is Lob Lob. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. I just (laughs) – yeah dude i <laughs> sorry man um anything else from the game dude what what, what else is going on? how was your uh, first experience there did you have a good time did it feel like you were playing nba 2k yeah it was uh you know obviously it was my first time covering the game as a credentialed member of the media for bright side uh nice. thank you thank you Congrats. um i've been writing for bright side for about three years but this is my first time actually getting credential coming down seeing what it's like 
being with Dave King, who's been running, who ran Brightside for the past 10 years. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a fun experience coming down, you know, you go down uh, below the stadium, go to the press conferences. I, you know, Chauncey Billups, I was in there for his presser before the game Super in a close tiny to little room. You're right next to him. You're right tiny there. Room. I was like, I, I picked his nose for him. He had an itch. I'm like, let me get that for you there. Uh, yeah. Buddy. Uh, Vogel, uh, best know, friend for life now. You have a like, he, he loves yeah. that stuff. Right? I, well, that's what he's about. Uh, didn't Ch- where, where did Chauncey go to college? Is he a Colorado guy? Uh, I know he's a Colorado guy. It sounds about right. There, yeah. I feel that like sounds he, right. he looks like he was in that uniform, yeah. You know, so I should I should ask them something about Coach Prime. Um, and then just obviously, you know, just kind of just walking around the stadium. And, you know, my favorite part, obviously, before the game, they're in shoot around. You go and you sit in the first row and you're just kind of watching the players. I was watching a lot of Tumani Kamara. Obviously, that's going to be a guy for you yeah, guys. We were that just talking saying, about that's yep. what I'm saying. Uh, Thank you. I watched him brick three-point attempt after <laughs> three-point attempt. I was taking videos like I was sitting at that perfect spot where he'd catch the ball and shoot uh, right on this basket behind me. And I'm, I'm like, if he sinks one, this is going to be great to post on social media. He didn't sink any. I was like, well, oh, fuck. No. I, just, I had to delete like 10 videos. Uh, but watching KD uh, in his in his KD 16s, those pink and white KD 16s are six shoes. Seeing Book, seeing Beal, uh, just kind of being down here talking to the local uh, uh, members of the media, you know, uh, Rex Chapman was sitting right there. You was know, he there? I, nice. I, I, yeah, I was going to say something to Sexy Rexy, but I was just like, eh, it's my first time here, and, you know, maybe I shouldn't. You've become familiar. Something. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about oh, – uh, I, do, I, do, I do have a funny John Bloom story. Okay. Okay, so Bloom – you know, John Bloom, so you don't know, Keith, but John Bloom is taking over the radio side for Al McCoy. Al McCoy called games here for 55 years. So John gotcha. Bloom, who's, who's been on the radio, is now the full-time radio guy. So I went up to him beforehand because I know John a little bit. And I went up and I said hi to him. And, and I was talking. He's like, Boyda, I got something for you. Do you know what I'm going to pull out on the broadcast tonight? I go, what? And he goes, I got a nickname for Yuta Wananabe. I go, go on. And he goes, check this out. You ready? Yuta the Shooter. I was like, hey, hey, Bloom, I, I hate to bust your bubble. Yuta the Shooter. But I, I showed him that drop, and he's like, "Oh, people are already calling this." He's like, "If I, what? if I, if I say that, should I credit you?" I'm like, "No, man, I got this from like the Nets subreddit." <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel right? like, like a lot of people have been using that over the yeah, years. Yeah, but so it's, but, it's, I don't it's, it's new. That's funny. But, yeah, he last time I when I was there, John was just showing me how to, um, I guess, protect your cookie so it stays fresh. So live on air, you can have it fresh. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I love John Blue. But I'm like, yeah. hey, if you want any other nicknames like Jordan yeah. Dogwin. Uh, he goes, well, what do you call Drew Eubanks? I'm like, well, they called him Drew Banks. Drew yes. Portland. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm like, Bloom, I thought you were more plugged in on this. You know, so love you, Bloom, <laughs> if you're listening at this at a later time. Uh, looking forward to seeing you. He, he's, I just, I love John Bloom. I mean, he's yeah, like, he's like you Lissy told me you were going to be here. <laughs> you got me, you got me ready. Bloom is awesome. Um, he is, man. Did you get to run into DA or no? Did you run into him so, in the hallway? No. So I, well, I did just walking out here. Um, Oh, there's Joe Borgate and stuff over there. Uh, no, but he was talking to Chris Spears, so they okay. were sitting there talking, and, and I was going to go up and see. I mean, it was a, it was obviously a mixed mixed reaction in here. Yeah, um, obviously there's a there's a lot of. I'm sure you guys talked about DA already. I assume we did. Yeah, but you can okay. go ahead. It. Well, you know, a, a, a couple more. things. You know, <laughs> why not? It's great for content. You'll find that out very quick. You podlin trailcasters you he's easy <laughs> content every time so obviously earlier today he made the statement about how you know people were telling him that he needs to shoot the three a little bit more um and that's a point of emphasis for him and it's like that's not the narrative necessarily that he needs to change uh you know if that's what he thinks the narrative is that needs to change yeah. he's way off base because that's not what we ever we were never like da needs more threes right like, no man we need you to be more physical in the paint and grab the rebound and you know just don't look lost every time we throw you the ball uh, and then obviously he walked out here. The only guy he said hi to next to the bench was uh, the equipment manager. He didn't say hi. And it's a preseason game. So wow. it's like, I get the art of competitiveness, but he came out and um, there were some oh. rumblings. Then they, they introduced him and there were, there were some cheers for sure, but there was also some booze. And I felt there were more booze than there were cheers. Just a low, just a low rumbling. It wasn't like a massive, but it was a low rumbling. And I was kind of disappointed. I was disappointed to hear that uh, as a fan. I think that we should definitely cheer him. And every time he comes here, we should cheer him for what he meant to this team. Uh, and this franchise being our first and only number one pick of all, yeah. of all time, taking helping being a key cog that took us to a finals. You don't boo that man. 
I think obviously there's some recency bias that's occurring simply because of the recent statement that he's made. The fact that he won't comment on Phoenix or say anything, uh, it's really kind of uh, just, it's not sitting well with fans right now. Um, yeah. Hopefully as time progresses and we get a little bit further away from this whole summer and this situation, we'll see a little bit more of uh, a, a warm reception for DA when he does come back here and play for opposing teams. Yeah, I just think there's still a lot of emotion in there. I don't know if he would have had maybe a hard time playing tonight back in Phoenix because like he did spend five years here. He's trying to ignore it. There's something there. And I honestly, I wanted everyone to cheer him just to take the high road because the way he kind of went out and just kind of didn't care. You know what I mean? It seemed to the fan base. He he sent out like a tweet, but it was really half-assed. It was just like, shit, like that kind of sucked. But I get it from him, man. Um, wish him the best, I guess. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think that's the end of the DA talk. Is there anything else, John? Is there any other questions on? you have for me before I sign off? You got anything for John? Home? Yeah, yeah, I got one for you, John. Uh, Fire away. So obviously we didn't see Nurk tonight, but it, you've been watching the rest of the games. We saw Nas tonight. How or what are your early impressions of our guys from Portland up here? Uh, not Keon, obviously, but Nurk and Nas. I'm so Nurk. I'm absolutely in love with. Again, obviously his durability is going to be his greatest uh, hurdle that he needs to navigate. He's slow on defense, uh, but what we saw, especially in our last game against you guys, when he was just picking apart the defense, Jokic-esque. And I know that's more than likely the exception, not the rule, but I think that given the offensive tools around him, he's going to have the ability to do that more often, and that's a a wrinkle that's going to be really hard for opposing teams to stop. If your center can stand out 20 feet from the basket, see plays develop, and then hit guys in stride, when those guys are Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal – that is that that's scary. Obviously, we want to see him have a little bit uh, more athleticism, um, but you got to kind of just take it as it lies. And I think that he's a you know, again, the word fit is the reason why they brought Nurkic here. And I think that the fit that he's going to provide is going to be something that a lot of people uh, are going to think are, is deadly. Uh, Nasir Little hasn't impressed me as of yet. You know, again, kind of like Kata Bates Diop, who's another new player here, he's trying to find his footing and he's trying to find his uh, his place on this team. I just threw this away, but let me pull out the old stat sheet here <laughs> and see how see how Nasir did. 14 minutes, two of four, you know, nothing crazy. Three rebounds, an assist, a foul. He He's a guy who so far, and even in the last game when he got the start, you, you forget he's on the court. And yeah. I know that he has the athletic ability. His upside is is great, but he does he, he's almost duplicitous of like Josh, a Josh Akogi type. A hustle guy, some athleticism. Um obviously more offensively gifted, but he's yet to put it together. And that's okay. It's going to take time. And I think that Nas is going to be somebody who in time is going to grow into his role and understand what his place is and gain that confidence. When you're a young player like him and you come into a team where you just have cold-blooded killers, like Kevin Kevin Durant's like an intimidating dude. Devin Booker is an intimidating dude. Bradley Beal, I feel, is like a, a less intimidating. He's more of like, you know, a brother. Yeah, you know, he that's seems more Jordan chill. Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah. So, but those other two dudes, they carry themselves in a certain air and they approach the game with such a passion uh, and, and a, and that's what kind of drove DA away at times. It feels is you have these two guys who are just unbelievably focused and they look down on you. Kind of, if you're not nearly as focused as they are, when you're a young player coming into this, like Nas is, he's going to have to adjust to that and find his place. It's a comp. It's like me sitting in, in post games and thinking of these great questions and just being like, I'm a little too afraid to ask right now because I'm just not comfortable with the setting. You know, I yeah. go three or four yeah. more times. You get used to the rhythms. You get used to the players. You develop that human connection and confidence gains. It's the same thing. So to answer your question, uh, Nasir Little is John Voida right now. <laughs> you know what, John, <laughs> next time, if I ever go with him, I'm going to pinch your butt so you get up there and ask some questions. <laughs> All right. Woo! The, the, John's got a You in the back. <laughs> why did you, you set up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah great take yeah, we'll yeah. Go, and we'll everything go, john we'll, says i agree with what's up yeah we'll we'll see if we can go to the home opener against utah i think that'd be a fun game utah oh that'd be amazing utah Union utah Day. it's a saturday so i like saturdays because like i have to i have to drive home now go to I work know. in the morning it's not as fun as the looks is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just like, the one what? shitty part yeah it's like Ugh. you live closer than i do so a little bit yeah yeah well, I've hijacked way too much of your time. Keith, can't thank you enough for coming yes. on, my friend. I'm looking forward to listening to this whole thing and hearing your points of view you know, from a Portland standpoint. So uh, on that note, Jamsters and Trailcasters, I'm going to sign off. We'll see you. All right, uh, don't, don't end the stream. Play the I'm not going to end the stream. I did okay. that last year. I won't fuck <laughs> okay. up. I promise. I, I, how the fuck do I get out of here? Uh, and 
it's all gonna go black. Okay. Oh, okay, John's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I just I got him out of here. All right, Keith, we got maybe like 10, 15 more minutes. Um, right, cool. we do do a couple more things here on Sun's Jam Session podcast. If you guys have not yet, hit the like button, make sure you subscribe and keep watching. We got about 15 more minutes with Keith. Um, we do a segment called Subreddit Stakeout. The Sun's Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout. So basically, this is this is all that happens during the game. We do visit the subreddit of whichever team we are playing, and tonight was a Blazers. Nice. So nice. again, it's it's two <laughs> two games in a row. Um, we got some eight and talk last time when I was in there snooping around because you don't want them to know you're a Suns fan. Although they'd probably be welcoming. They seem pretty oh, nice. I'm, I'm gonna look for you now. I'm gonna try and yeah. like figure out like like this. I'm gonna try and like spot. Like, I don't even that? log in. I just I just <laughs> I don't even log in and comment or downvote or anything. I just like. Go through oh, and take the best comments. So we just read out the best comments basically from subreddit. Um, so this was kind of a little this. I'm not used to this from Blazers fans. They said Devin Booker tries harder in preseason than he does in elimination games. Jeez, eh, wow. yeah, I don't know. Okay, geez. Um, yeah, that was kind of that was, but they are big on <laughs> what's the criticism? What, what what elimination game are we talking about? Like I'm trying oh, to think of where every time we get every time we're eliminated, right? It, we lose by 40 and book puts up like 10 points. I guess they do got kind of a point. Okay. There. Oh, what? That's not what I was trying to point out at all. I wasn't trying to go there, but okay, damn. All right, damn. Yeah, but they are excited about Tumani over there. They said, Tumani, I'm hyped starting in the lineup tonight. Uh, I was worried about Shaden the first game they're talking about, but it looks better since then. So I guess they were a little worried about him, but they said that he's very aggressive tonight. Uh, they were happy that Drew Banks was out there tonight, and they said Drew Banks looks like a walking sunburn. Yeah, he does kind of, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I was I was gonna point out uh, when we were watching the game tonight. My wife said two things just had me laughing. First, when she saw Nurk on the bench talking to everyone else and says, "Oh, is he injured already?" That just <laughs> killed me. Uh, but then when she saw Drew Banks, she's like, "Oh, did he forget the sunscreen?" And, and I, I I thought that was so original. Apparently, Reddit di- uh, disagrees. <laughs> well, they're actually they're kind of mixed on Scoot, but there was a comment about Scoot is such a rook. Incredible one play, indecisive the next. I did mention that earlier. Uh, makes me laugh. He'll get there. So they're very supportive, of course, about this whole situation with him. I think him being the number um, number three pick, high expectations, of course. I thought maybe he should have went number two, but right now he's not looking too bad. And then also um, there's a zone that Chauncey Billups is playing that's driving these guys crazy, these fans crazy in subreddit. They said it's going to be really annoying when we can never actually play fast this season because with zone gives up 120 points per game plus. So yeah. any thoughts on that? Chauncey has that? had, yeah, he's had a thing for the zone since he came here. So the, we've had two years of it already where it's, it's intermittent zone. And I, it wasn't always a bad thing. I feel like when you have a established team that knows how to do it, but mm-hmm. Chauncey, like we've had some weird comments from the the coaching situation is going to be a weird thing to watch in Portland this year because he had two years of working with Dame and a number of established players, and he's now making comments how this is the roster that he wanted. This is the the, the team that he yeah. like the more the the roster that he was looking for, and maybe he's just talking about more of kind of defensive potential. But uh, he does seem to have an affinity for trying to throw some zone in there, not always at what time that i think it fits best but i haven't seen him do it yet uh in a situation that fully breaks down the transition so i don't know uh we, we're, we're gonna watch for that one off yeah maybe hopefully right. he moves away from that yeah it's yeah. I, I i don't mind using it sometimes but it, it zone is not i mean it's 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 college ball couple I, plays I here or there these guys yeah, stop these, something just everyone in the nba knows irritated. how to work zone yeah yeah, 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 so yeah. Wait, what's going on oh they went to zone and Use then okay, to mix it up and then, and then move away. away yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> let me stick with you down by 20 all right jam star of the game tonight basically the star player who do you think was the best player out there tonight who do you got i mean these? Book carrying the first quarter versus first half or the rest. I, I you can I go like both teams too. To you can choose either a blazer or a sun. Uh, for the for the blaze, man, I, I actually the thing is with the, with the way the blazers are looking right now, I wasn't even watching the score that much. I don't know who led the score. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say that I was watching Scoot closest, so it's either it's gonna be book okay. or Scoot from each team for me. Okay, yeah, I'll go with the same. I well, I might go with uh, Jordan Goodwin just because the steal six steals four and four minutes. 
he was insane. Of course, he was tearing him up. I, at one time, it was him, Grayson Allen, and Akogi on the court together playing with Durant and Eubanks. Just defensively, I don't know if the Portland Trailblazers even scored four points within that span. It was just nuts. Oof. I mean, a lot of young guys out there trying to figure things out, but still, I mean, they played a little crazy. So I'm going to give it to Goodwin. Uh, let's see what the Jams just got out there. It is preseason, but oh, KD, yeah, 19 points KD. tonight from KD. So I want to ask you, yeah, I want to ask you too, um, what do you think about, you? did you watch him last year with the Suns much in the playoffs and stuff? Because he doesn't seem like the same KD as before after the injury. He got hurt with the Suns, came back, didn't look exactly the same, but he's still putting up great stats. Do you still, does it still you, look like the same KD or is he getting a little too old to you, for you? I can, I can see what you're talking about. What we, we kind of, uh, we had Melo come here, Carmelo Anthony come here in the the late part of his career, right? Like right at the end. And I think it was one of those things where fans had kind of had an idea of what Carmelo Anthony was. And then it was different when you actually saw him on the floor. I could see maybe what you're saying that KD is aging to a point where maybe he's got to change his game a little bit. I don't think you have too much to worry about with him going downhill too fast, though. I, I from from at least I, I'm not watching as closely as most Suns fans probably are down there. But I don't think KD looks. I, I didn't see anything that is tipping me off of saying, "Oh, he's you know he's slowing down to the next gear." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think he's more just reassurance, really behind Book and Beal. Um, I think Beal kind of falls third. Book and KD will be just really up there together to lead this team, but Beal's probably right behind them. But at some sometimes, man, I just feel like it's not the same KD. And then I look at the box score, I'm like, 19 points. Like, obviously, he's been doing this for a while. So, well, I mean. Uh, like- let me just say on KD real quick, you know, because I I've had a whole range of of, of uh, perspectives on this guy as far as like watching him go what what he did in OKC when he went to Golden State, what he was doing over in Brooklyn, now down with you guys. Uh, yeah, I I think you know you, you look at where he was uh, when he went to the Warriors is very much he was a role player on that team. Like uh, that's a, a a weird phrase to use for a guy like KD, but he wasn't the number one, right? Like in, there was a core there, so even if he was the number two scorer, he wasn't like the the center of the team. Yeah. Brooklyn, you could say it was a little different, but we all saw how Brooklyn worked worked out or didn't work out, really. So maybe it's as much of a thing right now with KD, less of a thing about him getting old, more about a thing where he's still trying to figure out exactly where you fit when you have that much talent yeah. around you. Because you guys got – fitting talent around talent is as much of a puzzle as it can be to, to be doing the opposite like we're doing right now, you know, trying to like figure out where the talent comes from. Yeah, you can kind of see it with Bradley Beal too. Beal was yeah, he was having kind of a difficult time to start the game. Uh, he did get to the rim a few times, got four straight points there. But you can kind of see it's not frustration on his part, but you can just tell like he's really trying to figure this out. Um, limited time, but he kind of just trying to make things work on his own. Um, the the it's really weird because without Nurk, who is kind of like our point guard, the offense doesn't seem to flow as well. Um, that's one thing I really noticed tonight with out Nurk and I, I think the more and more these guys of course work together will get better but Nurk is like just kind of like the guy kind of wanted Aiden to be in Dude, a way I've always talked about Aiden just being the center of the offense and he can because there was a I, I don't know if it was a run we made into the finals it might have been that year where his passing just looked incredible at times I'm like oh he needs to actually have the ball more set things up run the picks and he'll find like a center playmaker that way. And it yeah. just never got to that really from DA. And that was a frustrating part. Um, but yeah, hopefully that works out for him. Um, all right. Well, was there anything else you would like to go over? Or no, I, I I just want to touch on what you're saying there, man. Yeah. Honestly, oh, like, just, real, just real quick. Because, uh, yeah. and honestly, like, you know, like you said, hopefully it works out with Aiden from our end that in time he learns how to fill that role and can, can do the same kind of thing. But it's amazing the number of, uh, comparisons that i've heard so far when you guys have talked about what you're loving with nurk or or um even things that you didn't like with aiden and i'm sitting here in my head for both those going like oh sounds just like nurk or sounds just you know like uh the 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 similarities between the two players is i think a lot more than maybe i realized or than most people realized uh going into this but the biggest difference is oh get on the camera there five years right like they're five years apart nurk is in a spot where again it's that fit thing he he fits you guys he fits your timeline and what you've got going on and he knows his role a bit more uh next to talent where aiden is a bit more in a spot where i think he was kind of looking to 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 grow into a spot and you know when uh when maybe that spot was getting smaller around him as more talent came in that wasn't what he wanted We'll see how it works for him, but in the present, man, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear Nurk already is making that kind of impression with you guys because 
from day one when he came here too, I think one of his early games, we saw one of these kind of, you know, big catch up top one hand and uh, almost a, a RV to Sabonis, like another Blazers legend up here, right? Like a Sabonis, yeah. like behind the back bounce pass, someone going in, probably some early preseason game, even <laughs> it didn't really matter, but it made an impression like, oh my God, he's got that yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, and then we just saw too little of it up here. We didn't see him really primed in, in, in his best condition. So I hope it works down there for you. Yeah, I hope so too. And the thing is with DA, um, I would like to hear eventually in the future what really happened, the separation between Phoenix and himself. I just, I know there's something else there that we just don't know. We're like, oh shit, that's what happened. That's going to suck because he does get hated on a lot and we are very critical on him. But I mean, it just has to happen with the guy that wants to kind of be the dominating guy that he wants. He has to have us in the background be like, no, no, you got to keep working hard. You got to get to this kind of status. But I mean, what he'll bring to Portland is hopefully what we wanted here in Phoenix. I really, Kind of hope so. It's because John and I were talking about how we were just kind of sports hating him. Now we don't want him to do good <laughs> because we're Suns fans. The way he left, the way everything happened, it all ended. We don't want to support him in his new role at Portland. We just really don't want to. But then I go back and forth because I'm an emotional man. I don't even, you know, I, I, I you know, I might shed a tear here. They're thinking about DA not being here in Phoenix because it's it's very emotional. I think it, it I'm gonna come on him. here. I'm gonna come on here being a nice guy to you guys too. I'm, I'm gonna make it so you can't hate him. I mean, I, like I'm gonna be like, oh, like we're we're hoping for the best from up here. You know, everyone's <laughs> gonna get some sympathy points going. Yeah, but, but I, I hear what you're saying too because yeah. we're the same way with with Dame right now. I'm like, fuck that guy. Like, I, part of me is like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to watch him in Milwaukee. I'm excited to watch him get a championship. But um, you yeah, don't want him to get like, a championship, do you? Yeah, and I, I mean, the, the side of me, like, when he was asking for Miami only, I'm like, no, anyone but Miami. Send him anywhere else but Miami because I didn't want that. But you know, it's like it's you, kind of you, the Steve Nash thing. It's like send him anywhere but the yes. Lakers. You know what I mean? He goes yeah, to the Lakers. absolutely that. Um, that was a hard I, one to root for, for sure, because I hate the Lakers. But I've always been a. I love Kobe and I love LeBron, but I hate the Lakers. I, I love LeBron. I I've got a love hate thing with Kobe, maybe just because like age and timing, growing up, whatever. Uh, but yeah, man, like Nash was my guy when I lived in Phoenix down there, and I mm -hmm. remember that when that happened. Uh, and it was that same thing. Like I. Even more so now as a coming back and being a Blazer fan again, like you know, growing up, I, maybe that's the thing. Is I started as a Blazer fan, you hated the Lakers. Moved down to Phoenix, you hated the Lakers a little more. Come back up here, yeah. and the the Laker hate grew, and so it really was <laughs> anyone but the Lakers. Uh, I I yeah, I'm always gonna love Nash, man. But yeah, it's that that was definitely that was that was rough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Speaking of the Lakers, the Suns do play their last preseason game on Thursday, at 7 p.m. at the Lakers in L.A. Um, Get them preview to this one i don't even know i don't even think anybody's gonna play in this one obviously you won't see any of the big stars or anything like that but uh keith it was so nice to have you on the pod this was so awesome man seriously to fill in a whole hour john came on for a little bit but just talking basketball talking trailblazers talking Aiden. it's just it's fantastic to have you on uh let everybody else let everybody else know that hasn't seen it yet in the beginning where to find you where to follow you and all that good stuff of course, yeah. Like the header down below at Trailcasters on Twitter, on other socials as well. Uh, I need to keep up with exactly which one we're on. It's been a summer break, man. I, I've been very, uh, very yeah. behind. I need to kind of get back in NBA mode right now. But at Trailcasters on socials, Trailcasters at gmail.com for the email. Send me anything you want. We will talk about it on the pod. And if you go and check out the pod episodes, we have links in there for our Discord. It's a good, you know, small s you know community 200 or so people like just great basketball heads uh and we have a lot of fun it's it's basketball it's movies it's video games it's a lot of lots of different things nice. so Very come cool. and hang out uh and yeah it, it's gonna grow you know maybe we uh we learn some things from you guys in the stream yard stuff you have going on here i love the chat feature for the live oh episodes. it's so easy yeah we, we, well we've done actually i say that but <laughs> <laughs> there's a few pods that i take over that don't go as hey, easy i mean like amazing. <laughs> You, like we, we've tried to do this kind of thing in the voice chats in discord, but you've got all these automated kind of like uh, fonts at the bottom, the headers and the rest, the chat on the side for everyone else coming in. I love it. So, so yeah, we'll, you can we'll download a ton we'll, of different stuff on here. So make it look good. We'll all evolve together. And so, yeah, come, come hang out in the discord with us. Yeah, no. Yeah. Everybody, I will be there. Um, Jamsters. Thanks for joining. Uh, you can follow us at sons jam me at Matthew Lissy. Um, like subscribe. I like good stuff. Leave a review for us apple five-star review we will read it here right on the pod um that's all i gotta say so everyone just go home and love your family
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 